Next on BYU Sports Nation, there's a BYU football game this Saturday. What do you expect from the offense under new coordinator Ty Detmer? Today marks the return of Manage Mondays on BYU Sports Nation. How many wins Trevor says would give BYU a phenomenal season? Plus a 3-0 start for women's volleyball and BYU women's soccer just upset the defending national champ senior Elena Medeiros is going to tell us about it. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. I think I've already lost my voice. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, August 29th. As Jerem just said, it is game week. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. My name is Spencer Linton, teamed up with Kangaroo Observer, Jerem Jordan. I didn't know I was until Friday night when I watched Cal in Hawaii, and then all of a sudden during the game I see BYU fans repping the Y in Australia. <laughs> Joey Orton at Joe underscore Coolish. College football is finally here. I mean, literally here in Sydney, Calvers, Hawaii. But repping the Y, hashtag go Cougs. He's holding How up awesome a sign. Is that? He's holding up a sign. Like people. BYU to separate. the Big 12. Hashtag yes. BYU to the Big 12. Yes. <laughs> there, oh. are, there are more than, like, I think I can count six BYU signs. Digital right there. footprint. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So cool. Uh-huh. And, and we got a uh, tweet from uh, Joey Orton. It says, Cheers, mates. Love the podcast. It's part of the daily routine for so many of us in Oz. Hashtag footprint. Hashtag Vegemite. <laughs> <laughs> I come from a land down under. What is up, Very Australia? Nice. Yeah. Woo. Digital footprint. Worldwide footprint. Let's go, man. <laughs> I also want to mention this. Uh, if you want to come hang out at Countdown to Kickoff for any of the road games this year, you're more than welcome to. We have a studio audience of about 250. It's fun. You uh, get to be on TV, get free pizza at halftime, and you watch the game on a 27-foot screen. Eight and up. It's awesome. We just, two minutes ago, opened up the seating for this Saturday's matchup with Arizona. It's at 7.30 Mountain Time or 9.30 Eastern. Go to BYUtv.org slash audience to sign up. BYUtv.org slash audience. Or if you want to go to the game, we have options for that too. I am currently holding four pairs of tickets to the BYU-Arizona game at the University of Phoenix Stadium in Glendale. How do... How do we win, Spencer? Oh, that's a great question, Jerem. We will discuss. In fact, I'll give you a hint right now. Follow us on Facebook Live and on Twitter Just for on your well, yeah. yeah. For your opportunity to win some tickets to the actual game. You don't need these two, right? Like I could take <laughs> these two. No? Oh, I I need to be here? Oh, okay, never mind. Never. I know you're trying to fund your lawn, okay? <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, magically, I have grass this week. Hey, I still don't have grass. Yeah. You still don't? Nah, we're working on it. Oh, we got, man. We got some issues we got to take care of it's, in that in that uh, dirt. It's not for lack of desire. That is for sure. No, two years ago, I wanted to grow grass. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, the University of Phoenix Stadium will roll in the yeah. grass. Yeah, maybe today, I need to go there the and get some. BYU and Arizona, they can give you some tips. <laughs> Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. As we have chronicled very well, it is game week. Hit it. Countdown to the Wildcats. Five days away. Five. Five days away. Five. Five. High five. High five. High five. Yeah. 
I can't believe we're five days away. When did we start the countdown? 260? Something, something like that, yeah. An unspeakable number of days away. I think we have done the countdown between the three years that we've done it, between Connecticut and the Cornhuskers and now the Wildcats. We've probably done 750 it like, times. Like, something like that, yeah. It's ridiculous. Do you see why I don't like it? <laughs> I like it now. Because BYU is so close. Did you hear about the BYU women's soccer team? So last week, we were horrified by the loss to Nebraska on Monday. Yeah, head scratcher. And then BYU goes on the road. They're ranked 14. They play the defending national champions, Penn State, on the road, ranked 5th. And BYU wins the match 3-2. to two, All three goals, a hatch trick from Ashley Hatch, who has scored all five goals for BYU this season. They play Tennessee Friday night on BYU TV at 9 Eastern. Elena Madero, senior midfielder, will join us in 40 minutes. What a win. So it's good to have Ashley Hatch back and healthy as a senior. Holy shnikes. Five goals in three games. The funny thing is BYU started the season 16th. They beat Washington State. Good win on the road. Lose to Nebraska. Huh? And then beat Penn State. And they're going to continue to climb the rankings. They play Tennessee, Utah, Ohio State in non-conference. Still. Elena Medeiros on the way in 40 minutes. 13th ranked women's volleyball won all three matches of the BYU Invitational against Utah Valley, Rice, and Cal Poly. Freshman McKenna Miller led the way with 51 combined kills. And libero Mary Lake had 51 digs. Either one of those wow. players could be the West Coast Conference Freshman of the Year. Both Seriously. freshmen, and they, they came, out, came out gangbusters. So 3-0 to start the year. That's awesome. BYU's all-time leading scorer, Tyler Haas, will reportedly play pro ball in Poland next season. Of course, he played for the workshop in Spain. His team is called Anvil Wotswavek. Mm. That's the latest uh, Polish pronunciation we got. So on this show, we'll speak Spanish, Portuguese, Korean, Chinese, Bacio Gewo, and now Polish. Anvil Wotswavek. Anvil Wotswavek. That's probably a better pronunciation. <laughs> Thank you. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. For the seventh time on this show, it's game week. BYU football has a new head coach, a new offensive coordinator, a new offense, and a season opener against a Power 5 team. We've seen this scenario before. This will be the fourth time in 11 years, in fact, that BYU has debuted a new offense with a new offensive coordinator against a Power 5 team. 2005 against Boston College. 2010 at Ole Miss. 2013 at Virginia. And now 2016 against Arizona. Jeremiah, I know you remember just as well as I do. Traditionally, it has not gone well. It has been a struggle in season openers against P5 teams which isn't a shock with so much newness involved, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 11. BYU averages 11 points per game the last three times the Cougars debuted a new offensive coordinator. This just in, that's not good. Let's talk about what you just mentioned. 05 against Boston College. Mm-hmm. Robert and I, new OC. Three points. Mm-hmm. Loss. 2010 at Ole Miss. BYU puts up 14 and wins because of a defensive play. Yeah, so seven really points, seven, seven points, points on offense. And then 2013 against Virginia, that was a brand new offense. Robert and I back again, and BYU put up uh, 16 points in that game. In the rain, that was a struggle, right? BYU bounced back the next week to, to hang like 40 on Texas. So week two was good, but he, here's the point. Sometimes it takes a little bit to get out of the game yes. for BYU. I think the difference this time is this. Taysom Hill, Jamal <laughs> Williams are seniors. I think, I think that that's kind of a, a fail-proof thing for Ty Emmer. Now, will it take 
Now, now how much does Ty say, okay, we're going to keep it simple and just let you make plays versus, okay, we're installing an offense and this is a long-term kind of idea? So, yeah. How many of those teams had a senior quarterback? 05? Nope. Junior John Beck. 2010? Sophomore Jay Keeps. 2013? Sophomore Taysom Hill. Interesting. None of these teams have had a senior quarterback. In fact, the last time BYU debuted a new offense with a senior quarterback was 2001. Now, the opponent was Tulane, but Gary Croton came in and BYU put up a 70 on the waves, the green wave. They played a Power 5 team later that year, coached by one Tom Homo at California. And that was ugly as well, 44 points. Sorry, Tom. So is he, he this, remembers vividly, I think. Is this the exception? <laughs> I mean, we've, we've documented that it's not gone well, but is this the year that things are different because of Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams? That takes us to today's Twitter question. What do you expect from the BYU offense on Saturday against Arizona? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Have your voice heard. At Googs5. I don't expect them to be faster in number of plays than last year's though, but I see it being more productive. Here's why, in my opinion, BYU will come out like gangbusters Saturday. Because Arizona's defense stinks. That's why. <laughs> Last year, they were 100-plus in the most important defensive categories. That is scoring defense, total defense, passing defense, and rushing defense. Bottom 20. They stunk so much that Rich Rodriguez fired the entire defensive staff. And they hired a guy named Marcel Yates, who was the defensive coordinator against, or for, Boise State. BYU had 21 points until late in the fourth quarter, and then Starman comes out, and Kainakua houses one, so BYU puts up 35 in that game. The dude can coach. He's a 3-3-5 kind of guy. Um, but I think that BYU comes out in that first game. Yes, it's a new offense, but it's Taysom Hill and it's Jamal Williams. And I think BYU puts up a big number. We'll tell you a little bit later exactly how many points we each think BYU will put up. In 20 Saturday. minutes, we will reveal the point totals we think BYU will get to in game number one with everything that we've just discussed factoring in. Stay with us for that. Now, here's another factor, Jerem. There will be no rain involved during this game. That, that's good. Because at Virginia, that wasn't good. That that in fact, it was bad. Weather in fact, will not Williams, be a that factor. Ball his hand. Yeah. <laughs> Weather will not be a factor. Okay. Do you? What do you think? Do you think BYU comes out and and pours it on, or do they struggle? There may be a few drives where there are some mistakes. Like you have to anticipate that there's going to be rust. There will be rust for Arizona as well on in their offense and what they do. They don't have a starting quarterback picked out for crying out loud. So, it's just going to take some time. However, when it clicks, and it will click for Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams. When? And those when do you receivers. think it will? When it clicks. I think it clicks early in the second quarter. Ooh. Okay? Okay. BYU will have success against that defense. You cannot expect a defense that you just pointed out was so bad last year to all of a sudden be... This amazing <laughs> force stop, that can figure out how to handle Taysom Hill and all of BYU's weapons. Here's why I'm giggling. Because, you know when people say, well, hey, they return X amount of starters. What if those starters stink? Yes. What's the point? Yes, they automatically became amazing in the offseason. We got a new strength and conditioning coach, and now they're unbelievable. If you stink, you probably will stink. Continue to stink. Well, and I can Unless hear- you have some drastic change. Is that drastic change a new coach? I don't know. But I, I think 
I feel like this is going to be like BYU Texas 2014, where it may be a. Do you remember the first half? Six to it three. It was six to three. And then what happened in the third quarter? <laughs> Boom goes the dynamite in the form of Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams. I really think that BYU is going to have a great game Saturday offensively. I can hear Arizona fan going, "Well, yeah, but with that logic, what we do what." You, they've got a new offense, and they've got a ton of question marks, too. Well, guess what? Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams don't stink. They've proven themselves. They do not stink. I think that at Nebraska was a harder game on many accounts for one Taysom Hill and the offense than versus Arizona neutral, where it's going to be like 55 or 52% BYU, 48% Arizona. There will be 30,000 BYU fans at that game. It's going to be, quote, lit. <laughs> I, a, a bunch of my family is going to this game. This is an event, right, for a lot of BYU fans because it's a new era, man. I think there's going to be so much juice in that stadium. Jamal Williams is back, which he's the most underrated, unspoken piece of this entire process. No one's talking about it because we haven't been able to watch uh, practice. And Taysom Hill, remember what Taysom Hill was doing last year against Nebraska? I think he picks up where he left off. He was on pace for 400-100. That's been done like eight times ever, and he's one of them. After he threw that first pass where he was running to the left at full speed and then went across his body and delivered a Mitchell strike Jurgens, for a first down. the first play of the season. He had, that, he had this coy smile on his face like, oh, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> he has one. You, you, you think about the last six starts for him. He's won five of those games, and he didn't finish the fifth, right? The sixth, of course, Tanner Mangum comes in with the Hail Mary. But he's, won, he's five and one in his last six. I mean, the dude's on fire. The Holy dude's on cow. fire. You have to go back a ways, but I just really think BYU's going to have a great game. A great game. Indications for practice are that BYU's offense is roaring and efficient. I am 100%... Honest when I say this, I I am like having a partial out of body experience right now. I'm okay. The, okay, the the like I'm so the, the excitement of the week has spewed it's forth through in. my mouth. It's set in in the form of uh you know some bold predictions or whatnot. But oh. I just think Arizona's defense stinks, and I think Taysom's Hill's a tremendous uh, football player. It's set Did I call in, him man. Taysom's Hill? Taysom's Taysom's Hill. Hill. <laughs> Ta- Tanner's. Yeah, tell you what, they have, if they have a great season, they'll name some hill around Lavelle Edwards Stadium, Taysom's Hill. <laughs> Might as well. Hey, how about the hill where the there where the Cougar statue is by Lavelle Edwards Stadium? Be Taysom Hill. <laughs> I think we just discovered something. That's a fantastic oh, idea. Oh my goodness! Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. What do you expect? From the BYU offense on Saturday against Arizona, let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Laser Sheep, in short, a lot of hashtagables. <laughs> hashtag BYUSN, hashtag tie ball game, hashtag Detmerific, hashtag Holy Satake, <laughs> hashtag Idaho Blast, hashtag Jamal Willams. Willams. <laughs> Those are good, man. Very nice. It, it is so good to have football back. Coming up, senior midfielder Elena Medeiros joins us in studio to talk about upsetting the defending national champions in soccer. But next, it's a Maddich Monday. ESPN's Trevor Maddich is back sharing his expectations for game number one. Stay with us. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. You know what to do. 
Use the hashtag BYUSN to join in whenever you feel like it. Coming up tomorrow night at 7 Eastern time on After Further Review, Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, and David Nixon will take a look back at the 2013 dismantling of Texas and preview the game with BYU and Arizona coming up this Saturday. Check it out tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern time. If you haven't seen After Further Review, check it out. Very cool show on BYU TV. They'll preview the game against Arizona because there is a game against Arizona this week. Our Twitter question today, what do you expect from the BYU offense on Saturday against Arizona? At YoungTim32 tweets in, I expect to see at least one trick play with Taysom and Tanner. Expect? Like if it doesn't happen, you'll be disappointed? Oh boy. (laughs) I want one too. I want I don't expect it. You want it the first play of the season, right? Yeah, that would be good. Let's be honest. It's going to be a handoff to Jamal for like three yards. (laughs) That's that's what it's going to be. Robert and I's not here, so who knows? I have some fantastic news for (laughs) all of you. ESPN's Trevor Maddich is back on the line on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Maddich, Monday's rolling on because college football is back. Trevor, welcome back to the show. It's great to be back with you guys. What kind of emotions do you have when you think about college football beginning in its full capacity this week? It is a thrill. It's something you wait for all offseason. The, the anticipation builds. And what's made it even worse for college football fans this year is the magnitude of the opening weekend games. So now that we're finally here on the eve of it, it's just I can't wait. I can't wait for that anticipation to turn into an experience. Okay, week one, before we break down BYU-Arizona, week one is unbelievable. The best college football opening weekend ever. Uh, ESPN's pubbing it, and I think they're right. You look at all of the amazing games, um, what's the game that sticks out the most of all those games to you? Well, college game day on ESPN Radio, we'll be, we'll be in Dallas for USC-Alabama. Mm-hmm. That, that's a gargantuan game. I mean, just huge for a variety of reasons but you're talking about two of the of the most storied blue blood college football brands rolling out there and for folks that think that usc doesn't have a chance usc will be probably the most talented and athletic team that alabama will face outside of lsu this entire season so i mean that that game has a lot of implications ESPN college football analyst, BYU national champion in 1984, Trevor Maddich with us on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, now to BYU Arizona, who will meet up at the University of Phoenix Stadium in Glendale, Arizona on Saturday night. What do you expect in a game from BYU who is loaded with talent, but a new coaching staff against Arizona who has a bunch of changes of their own? Well, there's a lot of unknowns because you're right, Arizona has not named a starting quarterback yet. They've got a new defensive coordinator. They'll be running a new defensive scheme, just as BYU's running a new defensive scheme. And so there's a lot of unknowns on both sides. But what I expect from BYU is to come out and play fast. I mean fast. I think they'll simplify the defensive scheme a bit so the guys don't have to overthink it so they can attack. And I think that on offense there's so much complexity that you can build into this pro-style offense. But Ty Detmer understands that, that complexity is no good if guys can't execute it at a fast pace. And so I expect BYU to not do a whole lot of crazy things, uh, certainly not a lot of things deep into the, into the playbook. But what they do do, they'll do with an attacking style on both sides of the ball and with great aggression. 
BYU has struggled out of the gate the last three times. They've had an offense, a brand-new offensive coordinator, or in the case of Robert and I, he returned a second time. Yet, not all of those times did they have playmakers like a Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams. So offensively, how fast – you mentioned the, the speed. How fast in terms of points on the board do you expect uh, BYU to be in the season opener? You know, I think they'll move the ball well, and part of the reason is you got a combination of Taysom Hill – uh, and his ability to run against that new defensive scheme for Arizona. And any mistake that they make, he can attack just by seeing it and going. Remember what he did to Texas a couple years ago. That was just because, in part, Taysom was awesome, and in part because Texas left the door open and Taysom found it and, and sprinted through it. So I, I think they're in, they're in good shape offensively just because any mistakes that occur, Taysom can erase with his physicality. Plus, you've got Jamal Williams back, and that, that helps at running back. They'll be going downhill. But I'm really excited about this group of receivers and seeing what they can do. I mean, you've got tall guys, and then you've got fast guys. Jonah Trineman, I think, is a guy to really watch. He's the transfer from Snow College. And when, you, when you've got fast guys like that that can stretch the defense, it opens it up for a running quarterback and a good running back like Williams. And when you've got tall guys, when the quarterback's on the move, They'll go into to scramble mode. They'll start running around, and all Taysom has to do is throw the ball up. And, and those guys will jump up and catch it. So I, I think there are a lot of uh, opportunities for BYU to, to pull toys out of the toy box and get them into this first game at a, at a pretty effective level. Taysom Hill with the three season-ending injuries in the last four years is back. He says he's healthy 100%. Ty Detmer has confirmed that from Taysom as well. And obviously BYU fans want him <laughs> to stay to stay 100%. He says he's extended every effort, exhausted every effort to try and do what he can to maintain health. What do you expect from Taysom Hill this season? All out, pedal to the metal. That's it. If, if he tries to stay healthy, he's more likely to get hurt. He only knows one way to play, and he should go out and play it. And if his body can keep up with his heart, excellent. If his body can't keep up with his heart, well, that's nobody's fault. And, and you can't blame Taysom. It would be bad for BYU and bad for him. But I think the worst thing he could do is say well, that he's going to stay in the pocket more to not get hurt. Well, then, then he's not doing what comes naturally to him. And so I think that you know, we'll find out this year if his other injuries were just a succession of flukes or if really his body cannot keep up with all of his his heart and his dedication and his willingness to go put it on the line. In the late 70s, early 80s, you played with some of the greatest quarterbacks in BYU history. Now BYU has a situation where they have the most athletic quarterback they've ever had, and then Tanner Mangum, who is a tremendous quarterback. What do you think of this situation for BYU going into the season at quarterback? It's one of the best quarterback situations in the country. I mean, you look at Notre Dame with Deshaun Kaiser and Malik Zaire. That's one of the best combination quarterback uh, situations in the nation, and I think BYU is right there with them, if not better, when you add Bo Hodge. Don't forget Bo Hodge, who's the third-string guy who'd be starting at a lot of places in the country. It's just that he's behind a couple of all-timers at BYU right now. Um, and so I think that gives them the ability to, to have different things that they can do. Hodge has a lot of Taysom Hill's uh, dual-threat capability. And, of course, Tanner Mangum, as a true freshman, fresh off the plane from Chile, from his mission, was able to, to get that ball deep down the field in ways that will only improve 
as he gets into his second season this year and under Ty Detmer's tutelage. So really, BYU has got not just guys that can play, but the ability for those guys to attack every area of the field with any kind of athletic or arm talent uh, capability that you would want. And you talk about toys in the toy box, Ty Detmer has got to be thrilled with what he's got to work with. Before we ask you for a prediction on the entire season, let's just tackle the first three games when BYU takes on three teams in the Pac-12 South, Arizona, Utah, and UCLA. What kind of opportunity does BYU have to make a national splash and a statement against those three teams in the Pac-12 South? Well, if they could go 2-1 and one against those teams, it would definitely make a national splash because you're, you're talking about a UCLA team that a lot of people are picking to win the Pac-12, a Utah team that probably has the best defense that, that they've had under Kyle Whittingham, and an Arizona team that, that's beat Utah the last four years in a row. And so if BYU can go 2-1, and one, that not only gets them into uh, the fringe of the conversation of, of a possible New Year's Six berth, it also uh, puts them in a position, a better position, to be able to finish this season in a great situation. Part of the problem with the schedule like this is that BYU can be better on the field and have a worse record than last year. If they, if they can start this 2-1, and one, it would be a phenomenal start that not just would, would give them confidence but would get them into a larger conversation. It's got to be the toughest uh, schedule in school history when you look at it top to bottom. Uh, and, and it's a first-year coaching staff, yet you have some real talent that comes back in the aforementioned Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, and others. So what do you think, what do you think a win total expectation uh, is for you in the regular season of 12 games? You know, I, I think seven wins would be a phenomenal season against this schedule. I think eight wins would be beyond phenomenal, and nine wins would be a dream. Uh, and, and once again, it's, it's not a matter of, of saying that BYU uh, is or is not really good. It's that this schedule is an all-timer of a tough schedule. I mean, you talk about the first four weeks. It's probably the most difficult first four weeks of anybody in the nation. All Power 5 schools, all very good schools, with West Virginia to round out uh, that fourth game uh, in Washington, D.C., which is essentially a home game for West Virginia. So... Uh, for BYU, it's a matter of not wearing down. They'll have to really manage their depth. Remember last year when they, they came out and beat Nebraska and Boise State to open the season. Then they lost a one-point nail-biter at UCLA in Week 3, and they just wore out. And then they got to Michigan in Week 4 and got blasted. You know, After that, they came on strong. But I think it's, uh, it's going to be something BYU will have to manage to make sure that their legs stay as fresh as they can be to go into each week with the best chance to, to perform at a high level. Follow him on the Twitter machine at T. Maddich, ESPN college football analyst extraordinaire. Trevor Maddich, a national champion for the Cougars in 1984, is back for another Maddich Monday. What do you think will define this BYU football team in the year 2016? I think what will define this team will be aggression, effort, and the ability to not fold when things get tough. Because, you know, all you can ask them to do is, is the best they can do. And BYU has a, a history, a reputation, of being a very physical team, a team that never backs down. But you talk about a tough schedule now, to have to maintain that week after week after week, that'll show a lot of, of their character. Because you talk about, we talked about September, you're getting into October, 
and they play at Michigan State, home to Mississippi State, at Boise, and then in November at Cincinnati. Now, that's a stretch that's just, that'd be difficult for any individual stretch. But coming after September, that's tough. And so I think what will define BYU is how they, they handle themselves in the midst of this kind of a relentless schedule without a bye week until they get into November, I believe, and so, or at least later in the season. And, and when you look at character, it's not always going to show up in the, on the scoreboard. You want to watch the, the effort. You want to watch the, the body language on the sideline. You want to watch their belief because belief isn't something that doesn't happen. It's not something that, that fails just because you face a better football team on a given Saturday. And BYU is going to have to face a lot of teams with more talent and depth that they have over this season. Some BYU fans have given you a hard time because of your comments about <laughs> Houston, I think, on SportsCenter or College Football Live. Uh, you still think B- Do you think BYU will get an invite to the Big 12, and do you still feel the same way about Houston? You know, I don't know if BYU will get an invite. I, I, think, BYU, I think Houston and BYU should be the top two uh, choices for the Big 12 should they try to expand. The reason I think Houston is number one is more addition by subtraction. Uh, they can't allow a future expansion of the SEC to include Houston, which would give the SEC Houston and Texas A&M and would make South Texas a kingdom of the SEC. You see, right now, when you look at, at which areas of the country are owned by which conferences, you've got the ACC owns the Atlantic Coast, the SEC obviously the Southeast, the Heartland is owned by the Big Ten, uh, the West Coast, the Pacific North and, and California, et cetera, is owned by the Pac-12, and the Big 12 owns the crown jewel of Texas. Well, if the SEC is able to take away at least half of Texas, what does the Big 12 own? Um, Oklahoma and Kansas, right? Well, that's, that's not enough. So I think they need to make sure that Houston doesn't end up in a future expansion in a rival conference. At least they need to keep them within their own, their own realm. The second thing is I think BYU is, is the best for number two. And the reason is BYU's national brand. Right now, people think of expansion in terms of the size of the local media market and how many eyeballs the local media market can provide to a cable network. Well, the Big 12 right now doesn't have a cable network, and they are um, a conference network, and there's no plans to do it. And so that's, that's one reason why the, the local market is less important. But the other reason is that going forward, we don't know how college football fans will consume college football games. In other words, who will they buy the games from? Will it be a, a bundled cable package like it is now? Will it be a, a premium sports package that they'll pay extra for? Will they buy games directly from conferences or teams and have them streamed over the Internet through services like Amazon Prime or Netflix? I mean, we don't know where that's going to be. And so BYU, with its national and even international pull, can pull in eyeballs from all over the country. And so I think that local market will be less important than than larger national brand name. And going forward into this brave new world of new media, I think BYU is a strong candidate to strengthen any Power 5 conference. Trevor, fantastic stuff. Uh, we wish you safe travels as you make your way down to Dallas and Jerry's World for Alabama-USC. Of course, he'll be part of ESPN 
game day radio. I just hope a BYU fan shows up and is holding up a BYU to Big 12 sign somewhere behind you. <laughs> well, if they are, I'll go back there and, uh, and, and shake their hand and take a selfie with them. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the time, Trevor. Bye, guys. Trevor Maddich on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Seven wins would be a phenomenal season. Phenomenal? Wow. Nine wins would be a dream. Nine's a lot. Okay, if you remember, we had our preview show Friday, and I said seven is my season total, so apparently that's a phenomenal pick. Thanks, Trevor. And a dream would be nine. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell I'm. I think that BYU will win seven in the regular season. I want eight plus this season. I think that would be significant with the schedule. You want you want to prep yourself for the Big Twelve? Play a schedule like this and see what you got. Done and done. Our Twitter well, question well, today: What do you expect <laughs> from the BYU offense on Saturday against Arizona at Dennis Nesbitt? One, BYU will play with passion and conviction. The offense will be simple but fun to watch. They will punish their opponents. Now we're talking. A lot of punishment happening. Elena Medeiros will talk about upsetting the national champs in just a bit. She's next on BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back, sports friends. On a Monday, Spencer Linton and Jaron Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, as always. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Countdown to kickoff is live this Saturday night, 9.30 Eastern Time on BYU TV. We will get you ready from... Glendale, Arizona. Dave McCann will be there alongside Spencer Linton, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, and Brian Logan. And our audience of 250, uh, if you want to participate in that, you can log on to BYUtv.org audience and sign up for that. Uh, or just show up, say, Spencer Linton uh, said I could come here and said that you would also give me... And then you can just say whatever you want, and they won't give it to you, but you can say whatever you want. Tell them Spencer <laughs> sent you. <laughs> I'm holding eight tickets to the BYU-Arizona game at the University of Phoenix Stadium. If you would like to win a pair of these tickets, follow BYU Sports Nation on Facebook and pay attention during this show. Answer questions during upcoming Facebook Live conversations, and uh, you're on your way, perhaps. Yeah, if you want to go to the game, you got a shot at some tickets. We have eight right here. We got to give away. We got to give away in the next couple of days. They're not going to go to waste. Where are these tickets, by the way? It doesn't matter. Oh, they're free for you, so they're who cares? They're in the stadium. Good mm. grief. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports okay. Nation headlines. Game week five days away from BYU football returning. Our live coverage, as Jerem just mentioned, Against Arizona from Glendale, Arizona starts at 9.30 Eastern Saturday with the aforementioned countdown to kickoff. 14th-ranked women's soccer beat 5th-ranked and defending national champions Penn State Friday 3-2 on the road. Huge win for the Cougars. Ashley Hatch led the way with a hat trick or hatch trick. She's scored all five goals for the Cougars this season. Helena Medeiros will join us coming up. We'll ask her if anyone else is going to score this year for the BYU <laughs> women's soccer team. As long as they win games, honestly, I don't think they care. It doesn't really matter. 13th, She'll challenge Shauna Robach for the record. Yeah, 13th-ranked BYU women's volleyball won all three matches in the BYU Invitational against Utah Valley Rice and on Saturday night against Cal Poly. Freshman McKenna Miller had 51 kills over those three matches and other freshman Mary Lake had 51 digs. Welcome to Brigham! BYU's all-time leading scorer Tyler Haas will play pro basketball in Poland next season, reportedly. The team is called Anvil Wrocławek. That's our best Polish pronunciation. Anvil Wrocławek. 
Something like that. <laughs> yeah. And does that mean anything, or is it just like a name? Is it like and a business or something? Get buckets. <laughs> well, Obradoiro or whatever he <laughs> played workshop, for before yeah. was like the workshop the of workshop. friends of the basketball. Is Tyler Haas also, we need to figure out what in Polish is past the dang ball. Like, Vacho <laughs> Gewa for Jimmer in Chinese. How many points do you expect BYU to score versus Arizona? Taking our Twitter question today, which is what do you expect from the BYU offense on Saturday against Arizona? One step further. How many points will the Cougars score under new offensive coordinator Ty Detmer with all of the weapons he brings back? I have high expectations because Taysom Hill is the quarterback. Uh, I also believe that Ty Detmer will have things going right away. I think Jamal Williams is as good a running back as BYU's had in a long time, uh, along, the li- on the, along the lines of Harvey Young and Curtis Brown, and I think Luke Staley is the best ever. I think BYU scores 31-plus. I think they get to the 30 mark in the first game. And that's saying Woo! a lot, given the fact that we told you the last three times BYU's rolled out a new OC, 11 points a game. Averaging average. 11. It's been bad. But I think this time BYU comes out like gangbusters. They haven't had a senior quarterback in any of those three previous games we referenced. And Arizona's defense stinks. That's the reason I think <laughs> that BYU will put up 31 less. <laughs> that, that is probably the main reason, right? It is. Well, well, it's that combination. It's lethal, I think. Senior quarterback, tons of offensive weapons. It's not just that he's a senior quarterback. Like if... Like if Certain past BYU quarterbacks were there. I wouldn't have said them per se. It's that it's Taysom Hill, and he's a fifth-year senior. What do you think? What's the number? I say BYU will score 27-plus mm. against Arizona. That's a nice number and pretty close to mine. They will get <laughs> at least 27 points. More importantly, Jerem, how many will they win by? 17-plus? No, Question mark. don't do it! Don't, I'm not saying don't that yet. Don't do it. Maybe later. Up next, Elena Medeiros joins us to discuss upsetting the defending national champions. Yeah! BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live in Studio B. If you happen to miss an episode of this show live, it airs in rebroadcast form weeknights on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Time sharp. Coming up Saturday, Countdown to Kickoff is live on BYU TV. We will get you ready for BYU in Arizona. It's our one-hour live pregame show, live from Glendale, Arizona. We'll be on the field as well as live in Provo, Utah. We'll get you set for the return of Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, Kalani Sitake, the new era, Ty Detmer as head coach. It's going to be awesome. A lot of juice is going to be in the studio and on the field. So check it out, 9.30 Eastern time this Saturday. And if you want to be in the studio audience, you can sign up uh, and reserve your seat on BYUtv.org slash audience. How often do you get to live a first game of a college football season? Your uh, oldest child went to school for the first time for kindergarten today. So the first, yeah, you know, yeah, you never forget like the first time you go to school, right? The first game for Kalani Sitake, the last first game for Taysom Hill. You know what I mean? So much juice this Saturday. Can't Holy wait. cow. Shout out to Jax, by the way. He's <laughs> <laughs> probably crushing it right now. <laughs> What's five plus six? It's 11, teacher. Yeah. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> well, our Twitter question today, what do you expect from the BYU offense on Saturday against Arizona? At Cougs Rule says BYU has talent at quarterback, wide receiver, running back, but offense will be predicated on the offensive line this year. Good question. That's one of the question marks going into uh, the season. What can the offensive line do protecting all of that talent? We are now welcome, welcoming, I should say, a senior midfielder, Elena Medeiros, who is fresh off upsetting 
the defending national champions oh, win. in NCAA women's win. soccer. Elena, three to two winners over Penn State. Yeah, Welcome to Studio yeah. B. What a win. Thank you. What a win. Thank you. Awesome. Okay, so the week got started off super weird. You lose <laughs> to Nebraska, and everyone's kind of going, huh? Like that, that we didn't expect that to happen. And then you go on the road and you have to take on a Penn State team that won the national title last year. What what did you do during the week to kind of try and flip the page and get ready for Penn State? I think after that Nebraska game, we all were really distraught, frustrated with how we were playing because this was our home opener. We should have won that game. But I think in the end, it was kind of a good thing because it gave us a little chip on our shoulder like, hey, like nobody's comfortable here. Like Anyone can win any given day. So I think during the week leading up to that Penn State game, we had more intense practices. We were fighting harder for balls. We were more focused and we were just looking to play Penn State. That's what we've been thinking about all summer. And we got the opportunity, and we did well. That was a huge opportunity, and you won, uh, so you made the most of it. You guys jump out 2 nothing. Rachel Boaz gets hurt. You bring in Hannah Clark. They tie it up. At what point in that match did you think, hey, we're going to win this match at Penn State? I think, honestly, it was after that first goal. We had so much momentum going, and we came out strong start. Our energy, I think, was what was lacking in our first Nebraska game, and we came out with that energy in Penn State, got a goal in the first six minutes, and I think that really set the tone for the game. Like, hey, we don't care that you're national champions. Like, we can compete with you guys, too. Ashley Hatch has scored all five goals this season. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Uh, who's going to be the first player not named Ashley Hatch to score a goal on this BYU <laughs> women's soccer team? I don't know. Ashley has been playing really well. It's really nice to have her back because we had, didn't have her a lot last season. But, yeah, I think our attack this year is really well. We have a lot of returning players, and we have a lot of new girls coming off, too. That's giving a lot of the starters a break to get ready for the second half. So. Would you be okay if Ashley Hatch scored every goal this year, as long as you guys won? Like, you don't care? As long as you win, I don't care who scores. <laughs> when Ashley Hatch scores a goal, you guys are 2-0. Oh. I'm, right. just, I'm just saying, yeah. Um, this, this team is so loaded. What, what's the funnest part about playing on this team? The funnest part is just we have so many different weapons we can use. We have an attack, I think, that's relentless. We have so much speed and talent. I think a lot of things that our team has as an advantage is our experience. A lot of the girls we have... I think seven or eight seniors and we have a lot of people that have played in these big games and know those jitters you get and know the um just how we should play and so I think that's what's helping lead our team this year with our season you've got your next opportunity to turn things around at home which I don't say very often turning things around at home yeah. because BYU has traditionally just been so dominant at Southfield Tennessee comes to town on Friday night after a, an emotional high like this what happens next I think we just need to use that win to just set the tone for the rest of our season that we can compete at the highest level and we can get results against these big teams. Tennessee's an awesome opponent coming in when we know we have to play our best game. And I think we're ready for that opportunity, and I think we're excited to get back on Southfield and show how BYU soccer's played with those wins. You guys play this relentless schedule, um, as I try and pull it up, but Washington State, and then you play Nebraska at home. You talk about Power 5 teams in football. Yeah. Penn State, Tennessee... Uh, Utah, you play SMU, State. and then Ohio State. Yeah. What's it like to play this fantastic schedule with this really good team? I think our coaches did a great job of setting up the schedule this year. They have full confidence in us that we can perform and play at these high levels. And We're playing a lot of Pac-12 teams, a lot of teams that have been to the Final Four, been to the Elite Eight, and that's where we want to go. So I think if you want to be the best, you got to compete against the best and get results, and I think that's what we proved at Penn State. Through three games, what do you feel like is the biggest strength and maybe the biggest concern that your team has right now? 
I think one of our biggest strengths is just the ability that we have to combine as an attack and not only as the offense, but I think as the defense too. Our defenders do a great job of getting up the wings and playing the forwards balls that we're able to get more crosses off and more corners and more looks at goal. And so I think that's been a big help for our team this year is just still that attack that's relentless that starts in the back. And I think, yeah, it's a good way. The environment at Southfield is unbelievable. It's like the best in the country. <laughs> yeah. There's so many fans, 4,000 plus, like consistently. This Friday is going to be nuts. What, yeah. what can you say about the environment and the home field advantage that you hope to kind of get back after losing to Nebraska? Yeah, Southfield is seriously one of the best places to play. After traveling a lot to these schools, these nice schools, you really see how much like we're so lucky to have so many fans that support us and so many people that come out and cheer for us. So I think we're all super excited to play under the lights and be able to just have that atmosphere and that crowd energy that really fuels us and helps us get that energy that we love. Can you hear anyone in the stands or are you <laughs> in the zone? Like, like when I when I compete, granted I'm not a, as good an athlete as you, but I, my wife's like, did you hear me yelling? I was like, no, 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 I can't, I can't hear you. No. You know? Do you hear anybody? I mean, you can hear all the chants and the student section chanting, but picking out people, it's hard just because the energy <laughs> is so loud and everyone's just screaming. It's awesome. Show up in full force Friday night, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain Time. You can watch Elena Medeiros and BYU Women's Soccer on BYU TV. We'll see how high they climb in the rankings. Currently number 14 after going 1-1 one and one, uh, and beating Penn State, the defending national champions on mm. the road. So we'll see uh, yeah, what happens in that SCAA poll. Elena, thanks for the time. Thank you for having me. We should give her some karma as well, shouldn't yeah, we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Would you like some you'll BYU Sports Nation karma? You'll karma. have at least one assist to Ashley Hatch on Friday. Okay. <laughs> have you signed our flag too? Yes, I would Okay, love you to. have signed our flag. The new one? Not the new one. Yeah. You haven't seen, I don't think we have a new one. one. This, this is a new one. one. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Cougar Whip Round coming Perfect. up next. Which former BYU basketball star signed in Poland? BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Yo, it's game week. We're five days away from kickoff. Our live coverage of BYU against Arizona from Glendale, Arizona starts at 9.30 Eastern on Saturday. Soccer. 14th-ranked BYU women's soccer beat 5th-ranked and defending national champion Penn State Friday 3-2 on the road. Ashley Hatch led the way with a Hatch trick, scoring all three goals. She has scored all five goals this season for BYU. Volleyball. The 13th-ranked Cougars won all three matches in the BYU Invitational against Utah Valley, Rice, and Cal Poly. Freshman McKenna Miller led the way with 51 kills, and libero Mary Lake had 51 digs. In beach volleyball, Casey Patterson and Jake Gibb lost in the first round of the Long Beach Grand Slam. Cougars overseas. BYU basketball's all-time leading scorer, Tyler Hawes, will play pro ball in Poland next season. The team, we have learned, is called Anvil Wojtswadek. Cougars in the NFL. I mean, pass me the ball. Jordan Leslie was waived by the Falcons. Daniel Sorensen had two tackles against the Chicago Bears. Lonnie Fu had two tackles against the Houston Texans. Ziggy Ansah had one tackle against the Ravens. And Robertson Daniel had a tackle against the 49ers. Cougars in the minors. Brennan Lund had an RBI double for the single-A Orem Owls, and Mike Rucker pitched two innings in relief, allowing one run and two hits for his new team, the Eugene Emeralds, in Class A short season. Cougars in the PGA. Zach, oh, I totally forgot. I got distracted from that bird. Ah! Zach Blair finished tied for 74th at 8 over par at the Barclays <laughs> this weekend. There are turkeys on the course. Get them off, please. Daniel Sorensen did not make the cut Wait, due da- to the excessive Daniel Sorensen or Daniel Summerhays? I did it again. <laughs> Gosh! 
<laughs> Daniel Summerhays. Daniel, hey, Daniel Sorensen didn't make the cut either. It is it is hard to read <laughs> to read with the blue goggles. I can't really on. see through these things. All I see is a twelve and zero season, and that's all I see. <laughs> I can't read. Future Cyclops, how's Gene sh- Gray, man? Uh, the studio goes to pieces. Yes. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who gets it, Jerem? Uh, clearly Bob Bolsby. Mm-hmm. Also, also Ashley Hatch. Honorably mentioned, McKenna Miller. Oh, man. Yeah. Freshman who... I'm telling hey, you. Hey, replace Alexa Gray and play well. 51 My, my preseason pick for West you, Coast Conference freshman dude, of the year. You told me on Thursday, you go, hey, watch McKenna Miller. She's good. And then she had 51 kills in the three wins. Wow. She just, there are some people that just look good playing volleyball. Yeah. Like, you're like, wow, we're, you just. We're not two of them, but McKenna Miller and Mary Lake. Holy cow. Are two of them. A- among others, there were a lot of good uh, good play from the BYU women's volleyball. Oh, yeah. And BYU weekend. has two seniors that two years ago led the nation in blocks per yeah. set. Respectively, yeah. at one and two, Amy Boswell and Whitney Young Howard. I, so. I seriously can like barely see through these things. I've, I've not <laughs> wore these for this amount of time to where I'm like, We're going for I'm a record. starting to go blind. We're going for a record. Let's go to the Twitter machine. We tweet. What do, what do you expect from the BYU offense on Saturday against Arizona? At Harry Whiteman. <laughs> Okay. Says Ty Detmer equals number 14. Taysom Hill equals number 7. Oh, I like this. Jamal Williams equals number 21. 14 plus 7 plus 21 equals 42. Wow. BYU scores 42 on Saturday. Hashtag real math facts. I said 31 plus. You said 27 plus. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Jamal Williams' mother, Nicole, said 42 points as well. Wow. Hey, yeah, but uh, don't keep it realistic expectations <laughs> from the start. Our elite tweet of the day, at Aaron Ebbs, I expect BYU offense to be explosive. Hashtag TNT. Utah will be watching since they play on Thursday and shaking in their boots. We'll see about that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to our guest today, Lena Madero and Trevor Madden. Our show is on demand, BYUSN.com. Download the podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app. I think my vision will be permanently uh, blue-goggled after this. It already was. Yes. Shout-out to Brett Cooper. We'll see you tomorrow.